fellow community, it is time for our podcast. If you're new to our podcast, our goal is to help technical artists in the local church to become more effective so that our churches can become more effective. Basically, Philo Conference every third week, all the time. All the time. Anyway, since our last episode, some of the Philo crew went to the SALT 18 conference in Nashville and had an amazing time cheering on the SALT team, as well as soaking up the chance to learn and stretch our minds. I love seeing those of us making Sunday mornings happen, getting poured into, which is what was happening at SALT 18. It was so great. So thanks to Luke McElroy and the team for giving yourself to this cause and pouring into us. It was so great. Okay, I'm excited about what we're getting to do next, which is talk to our guest, Andrew Stone. You probably know him from Church on the Move and, of course, all the Mixed You stuff. We had them on the podcast a few months ago. You know, they have the non-conference event they do and the now on-demand videos and the coaching. He's a busy dude. Anyway, Andrew and I, we kind of meander around all different types of topics. And mostly the conversation starts with this idea of how to spend or not spend your church's money. So without giving away anything else, let's just jump right into it. I'm here with Andrew Stone, good friend of mine. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're in a hotel. It's not really the lobby. What would you call this? Like the breakfast area, maybe. It's lobby-esque, yeah, but we're it smells like a... old milk. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You're right. So yeah. It's more like a lunchroom, perhaps? Yeah, maybe so. Anyway, they just finished uh, vacuuming and they might be changing light bulbs at some point, but... Uh, we figured this is the best place to talk. And uh, yeah. I rummaged around trying to find an old sausage biscuit and I haven't found one yet, <laughs> yeah. so I guess it's over. Maybe look underneath uh, one of the tables. Yes. Yeah, it's maybe propping up the one leg Perhaps. on the table. Yeah. that's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we, we thought, well, maybe we could do it in our hotel rooms. That's maybe a little bit creepy. Yeah. And the air conditioners are running like nonstop. We're that's in right. Southern California right now. And outside, it's nice out, but... We're right next to the freeway, so yeah. uh, we figured this like is... Like a 12-lane freeway. Yeah, right. So, yeah. <laughs> we figured this is our best chance at clean audio, <laughs> right. so, which matters. So, yeah, so we go back maybe 2012. It was sort of that going through right. my mind when we first met. So I invited you to come to teach a breakout at the Gurus of Tech conference. And I think it was more... Scott Ragsdale made the ask. And yeah, it was a panel, I think, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, audio I or something. Even tell you. Yeah, yeah it sounds about right. Yeah. So the event's happening. You're there doing the. Th- we've never actually met or even talked or communicated <laughs> right. in any form. I but, just kind of showed up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess I go here. <laughs> so then we're all everybody's hanging out afterwards somewhere, and I'm like, oh, I think that's Andrew Stone. I should probably go introduce myself. <laughs> Yeah, so we've been uh, hanging out ever yeah, since. <laughs> that was good. That was a very uh, interesting excursion for me. <laughs> so I literally just didn't have any idea what I was getting into. Yeah. And I just kind of walked in. And I was like, this entire place is full of introvert guys wearing black. Yeah. This is a whole different thing for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to it. <laughs> One of the things that looking at Church on the Move from the outside, which I've actually still never been, which bad on me, (laughs) looking from the outside, looking in, it seems like you basically do whatever you feel like, uh, spend as much money as you feel like, do the craziest technology thing ever. Even 
this last seeds conference, LED panels over the stage. Oh, yeah, we got so many, they're over the stage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know, being having been at Willow Creek for so many years, that there are limits and there are mm. boundaries and there are, you know, the budget's not unlimited. I guess I'd be interested just in hearing about that perception of do whatever we can do whatever we feel like and then maybe right. what the reality right. is in your situation. Yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head. We just do whatever we want. It's unlimited budget. It's done. <laughs> Blank check. Interview over. Right. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. You know. It. It is interesting. We. That's a topic you get a lot, and a lot of people. A lot of people bring that up, kind of as a an excuse right, for right. why they can't do what you're doing. Right. Like it's an immediate. Like immediately they're comparing. Oh well, the only reason you're able to do this is because they've given you so much money and carte blanche and all that. I could do this too. If yeah. I- and and it's it's like okay. Let's get the chip off the shoulder and realize that we're all bound by budgets in a big way. Right. And it's not fun to talk about. Like, I'd rather talk about all the cool stuff we could go do and this is what it's going to sound and look like. But somewhere you have to go, okay, these people donated money to us. Right. That's, that's, a, that's like the great equalizer of churches. Everybody works off of donation. Right. That's what right. it is. Yeah. The Salvation Army does. The Red Cross does. It's up to us now. How are we going to steward that? Right. So even when you go do a big conference or you go do a, a big Christmas thing, and you know, which we that's pretty common to most churches. Right. Right. It's all scaled. So if you're in a church of 200 people, your budget may be, guys, we've got 2,500 dollars right. that you can spend for this thing. Yeah. That's a big deal. So choose wisely. Right. What's your 2,500 dollars going to go to? Or if you're at a massive church, it's like. Hey, here's $25,000, whatever, but it's scaled. Right. It's right. all scaled and it means the same. If you have to go change a light bulb in one of your moving lights, that can be a big deal. Right. Well, if I have 80 of them, yeah. When I start changing light bulbs, it's a massive, massive situation. Right. Not to mention the downtime of my entire auditorium is not usable while we're trying to do that. It's just, exponential but it's scaled right it's the same problem just add a zero at it that's right yeah just add a zero or multiple zeros so when we when we do events the the thing for us now and and this is a little different than what we used to do Mm -hmm. we used to try to keep up with we hit it a little bit yesterday like the old 10 years ago five years ago even it's like you have to have a banging series like every three or four weeks like a big almost like a movie trailer type right right we tried to keep up with doing set changes. Oh my goodness. Production every time, set changes yeah. every time. And that's what you sort of were supposed to do, I guess. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when, no one ever told us to, but right. it became like this is. It seemed is, like we understood we were supposed to. Yes. And I can remember the conversation, especially we were talking about budgets and, well, why is this budget so big? Yeah. Well, so we can build a set every time we to do match. a series or whatever. And I can remember my pastor saying, do we have to do that? Right. Like, oh, we, so you're you're not expecting right. it? Oh, well, maybe like, we don't need to. Like it's one of those things we were all were doing, and I don't know if anybody ever said do it. Right, right. So when I started as a church guy, that's sort of what I walked into. Right. That was in 05. Like, oh, well, we've got to figure this out. We don't even have this set figured out and really dialed in and tweaked, you know, which happens over time. Right. Before we're tearing it out and putting in something new. Right, right. It was just ludicrous. So we went from there. That's one extreme. 
now to the other extreme of going, how few sets can we do in a year? Right. And still keep it interesting for the people coming. Right. Because the thing is, most of the time we go spend this money and do all this crazy stuff to keep us happy. Right. Because I'm tired of looking at it. Right. Well, but I'm there every day. Right. Every service. Every service. Every right. single service. The people that are coming and actually giving their money for us to steward are there, what, an hour and 15 minutes a week? Right. And they may not be there every week. I mean, if you look at the stats of people attending, they're sure. not attending. Every third every, week or something that's right. is the average, yeah. And so you look at that. That goes the same with music. I'm so tired of this song. Yeah, but the people right. in the seats have only heard it four times. You've heard it 8,000 because you were right. at the rehearsals. Rehearsals, yeah. So it's the same. So we use that same measurement sure. thing with, with how we've kind of shifted with how we spend and how we look at our production now, budgets. Now, uh, talking about scale and saying, so maybe in your situation, you have one video projector that you need to change the lamp on and it costs $350. Right. And you're your pastor's going crazy because that seems like a lot of money to spend on one lamp. Right. So then you scale that up to church on the move yeah. and you, we've got however many projectors and right. so many lamps and all right. this stuff. Do you ha get some pushback from people who don't really understand and are so uh, controlling some of the finances? Like, why do we have to spend this much money? And are you, how do you head that off? Yeah. Or yeah. Do you even just educate them. Yeah. Or it, You said the right word. It's education. Yeah. So, what I try to do every time we upgrade to something else, again, I feel like a lot of times we feel like we're trying to sell people on the latest piece of gear. Right. And I mean sell people like we're trying to sell the finance committee or the executive pastor or whoever your leadership right. is on, this is why we need this piece of gear other than trying to come up with a merit other than it's just really cool. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> like we really need it because it will enhance right. worship in this way or a service right. or... or communication or whatever it is. I try to make sure they know the ramifications of that. Okay, we can upgrade to an $80,000 projector that needs water coolant and, yeah. you know, anytime it goes, and it needs a, this lens, this crazy lens, but where it has to mount, it has to use this. And we right. can do that. And it's going to be epic. <laughs> However, about once every year, we're going to have to spend $8,000 on bulbs. Right, right. And it's going to feel like we're giving birth. I mean, this right. is going to suck. Yeah. Are we okay with that? Right. Like, let's extrapolate this cool purchase from day one and go, let's, let's run this out. For instance, when we invested heavily in LED and made, uh -huh. the, made the difference in our main room to go, we're done with projectors, we're going to go with LED. Now, when we made that decision, that was not common yet. LED right. now is... Cheap and normal, a lot of yeah. people are using it. But in 2008, that was a massive, massive deal. Right. I made the made it clear that if we were going to go with the amount of LED in the room of that particular product, living in our town in Tulsa, where we don't have a lot of other professionals doing this, we were probably going to need to hire a dedicated engineer for that and train him. Uh-huh meaning send him somewhere to train him. That's now we're like in a completely different meeting. Now we're in an HR meeting. Now right, we're in right. a, okay, now you're talking about personnel. You're talking about a salary. You're talking, this is, it's gone beyond your production budget now. Right, right. But that was the reality. 
And so providing them with all the information right. is something very, that's really dear to my heart because I think we have the tendency as production guys to go, yeah, but look how cool it's going to be. Right. Right. But what's all the information? Well, all the information is that no one on our staff right now knows how to run this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But we know we need it. We're making that decision as a group. Yes. But here's what that's going to mean. When the new wears off, we actually have to start doing maintenance. Right. Right. And care and replacement of pieces and living in, you know, one of the areas of the country that all that is not readily accessible. Right. What are we going to do? Right. I apply that to projectors, audio, consoles, hazers, right. foggers, I mean, everything, and go, can I run this all the way out and, and educate the money people on what this is going to mean? Right. And it just takes some digging. It and I, I happen to like that. I like, I get along with spreadsheets. You know, yeah. we're okay with each other. <laughs> and so, but giving them that info yeah. is really important. So when a senior pastor is making a decision, they're like, Okay, so you're telling me it costs this much, but long term it costs this much. Right. I'm like, yes, look at the second number. That's the yeah. one you care about. Not the one where just to get it in the door, you right. care about the big number. Yeah. I think too, the one thing that I've learned over the years is that the reasons I want to upgrade to an LED screen as the example, I have a lot of really great reasons that make lots <laughs> of sense to me and the, yeah. like legitimate reasons. Yep lamp costs and I mean, yeah. maintenance and fans and you know, whatever the, right. there's, I think for most of what we can dream up, we can come up with good reasons. Most of those reasons don't mean anything to the senior pastor. And frankly, they don't care. I mean, they don't, and not care. in a bad way, yeah. not like uh, they're horrible people. They're just, that's not how they're wired up. And so for me, it became a, a challenge of if we need to do this, what are the things the senior pastor cares about and yeah. how will those things be affected by this purchase? It's so interesting when you look at it from their viewpoint. Right. They they don't care about cool. Right. They, yeah, they want they want us to be relevant. Right. But I'm like, oh, that's going to be cool. I've had to take that out of my vocabulary in those meetings. They don't care about cool. That's, oh, if you they're, say it, it's almost a reason for them to yes, say no. And they're well, like, well, not I, doing I hate it. cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they want... How's it going to affect the people in the seats? Right. Does it help us communicate Jesus? Right. And you know, now I can take an LED wall and go, you know what? The connection that you will get as a senior pastor, senior leader to people. Right. If we shoot it right. Right. It is a different connection than the best projector you could put, than the best projector in the land. Right. right. It just looks, you're more, it's just a different connection point. Right. That is not really in dispute. So that's a good one to, yeah, to a start, example, start appealing right? to that, to go, or, or even a microphone choice. Right. When I had to convince uh, Willie George, my first month there, can we please not use a lapel? Uh -huh. Because the system in the room, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. And the sound in the room was terrible. And I was starting to, trying to start somewhere to right. get something and I just said, why are we not using a headset was basically the question. Sure, right. And everybody just looked at me like I was completely nuts. Yeah. Well, he uses a lapel. Well, I understand that. Does he even know that there is headset technology? Right. And everyone just kind of was like hands off. You're the new guy. Seal your own fate. You know. Right, right. I walk in and I just said, sir, would you consider using a headset mic? Right. His first thing was, will it, will it help the communication in the room? Yeah, right. That was exactly what it, because he's concerned about 
he didn't consider not it wasn't the vanity of how it looks sure right or was it cool or was that what everybody else was using it was how does this affect the people in the room and my answer was of course it will right I think too that in that example, there's a way that I can imagine a senior leader would look at something like that and say, "Well, the headset's going to make my life easier because I can get a better, you know, to, right. I can get it to sound better, yeah. easier." And so I don't know that every senior leader thinks that way. You know, they're, they're doing this to make their lives easier, right? Which isn't a bad reason, but it's not reason enough, right? It's you're right. It's not <laughs> to spend reason a lot enough. of money. That's right. <laughs> when, when it boils down to it. You have to read between the lines a little bit and you have to put yourself, you really do have to put yourself in their seat for a second. Right. Okay. Even now as we've at Church of the Move, we transition to Wit George being our lead pastor now. Right, he right. runs everything. And that's been a great thing, and it, but it's been an, a long transition. Right. His viewpoint has changed from oh, right. creative guy. Coming from the creative side. Where right. he's like, let's, let's go big and, ah, and all that, <laughs> which is awesome. That's given us a great foundation for what we do. Now he looks at stuff and he goes, I don't care so much about that. I want it to be great and glorious. But if it's not hitting the people in the seats the right way, don't do it. Yeah. So let's not, if lasers don't work (laughs) and they don't do anything for our people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, don't do them. Right, right. If it, it, But on the inverse, if it is something that will actually make an impact in the way we want to, do it. Right, right. But when you look at it from that viewpoint, everything just starts getting very clear. Even though I might go, I really wish I wasn't looking at this set for the 17th week in a row. Right, right. But the challenge is get the right people around you to give you good ideas for a set that gives you layers to build on. Right, right. Where you have multiple looks and all that stuff, but it's changing your viewpoint. I think as a production leader, it's my job, it's our job to identify with them. Right. Instead of fighting to get my way. Right. It's like, okay, I I can give instruction, I can give information, but ultimately when it gets down to the end of the day, like what do they see, how do they see us winning? Right. With our campuses and with our people and all that. Right. For instance, the other day, we actually had a conversation about volume. Okay. It wasn't a, and we run pretty loud. It's good, loud, but it's loud. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, he just said, I think it's awesome. I love it. If I was the, if it was my first time attending church ever. Right. And I wasn't a Christian yet. What would I be thinking when I walk in the door? Right. And my answer to him was that it's, it's too really loud. freaking loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, Crap. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dang it. So we just made some adjustments. Yeah. Right? But it wasn't a, you're doing it wrong, or we're right, out of bounds, right. or we're having complaints. It was none of that. It was just... I think so much of that conversation for me early on, I would get defensive really quickly. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I'm thinking, don't you trust me? Don't you think I know what I'm talking about? And yeah, the reality is they, they're coming at it from a totally different perspective. Right. And so it's my job to how do we frame this in such a way yeah. that it lines up with what matters yeah. to the whole organization. The way I look at it is I have more trust from someone like that because they're going, what do you think? Do you think, and when I just am an adult and right. I separate myself right. from, I love to mix loud. 
Right. When I just and, look at it from an adult. Yeah, my mix is part of who I yeah. am and you're and saying you, how you don't and, like it. And you must hate me. I'm too no. loud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to quit. <laughs> but when you get down to that and go, yeah, it is a little hot. Yeah. Let's adjust that. Right. And let's give us a little more room to be dynamic and get loud every once in a while and be soft and, and make it more artful. Right. There's even more trust from a leader to me because he goes, great. The end of that quick conversation he and I had was thank you. He right. said thank you. Yeah. And he moved on and as it thought about it again. Right, right. All he knows is that when he's in the room now, he's like, this feels a little more comfortable right. for the people that I'm trying to show Jesus to. Right. And I'm like, well, that's what we're freaking what here we're, for. Yeah, that's what we're so doing it just, for. That's great. Yeah. That to me was a m much larger demonstration of trust because I could have chosen the other tack and go, and started arguing about it. Right, right. And I like to argue, and and so does he. And that sure, would have yeah. probably been pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but at some point, it's like, no, 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 no. The best way I can support him is to go, I identify with this. Right. And I get your vision. Right. And I got this. I think it's interesting that our role at the church, just as a Christ follower and how I fit into the body of Christ and the way God's wired me up, I'm supposed to care so deeply about production and technology and making sure everything's going perfectly. And like, that's what I'm there for. And so I, it's real easy to hang on to that so yeah. tightly. But then at the end of the day, we're part of a larger organism right. that I now have to, this thing that I'm supposed to care deeply about, I have to care less about right? for the sake of the, the whole- bigger picture. Yeah, right. It's a, and that's a hard dynamic to do personally. Right. That's a hard, that's a daily thing. And then it's an even harder one to like, preach down into your teams. Oh, right, yes. And your volunteers. And I like it's even a concept that's really hard. I need you to care so deeply about this. You're ready to take one for the team yeah. to care so much. Yes. And then I need you to like back, back off. off. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> but, but you're asking them to care so deeply. Right. That they actually understand the concept versus the principle of okay, I, I need to run this camera and just be so dialed in. Uh, right. <laughs> but then when you ask them to just, I need you to not care as much. Right. Can you do it? It's a really, it's like, it's like going to the advanced placement class. Right, yeah. Right, it's kind of the same thing, but like you've really, we're gonna open your mind up a little more to it. It's a hard deal. Using the camera analogy. So if I'm a camera operator and I care so much about the perfect camera shot, and I say, in order to get the perfect camera shot, I need more light yeah, on the stage. Right. Okay, well, for the overall thing, we need to keep the lighting low. Right. You're but asking I, me to compromise yeah, my, yeah, my principles. But, right, yeah. But yeah, no, for the whole thing, your camera shot matters less than. Right. It's one little piece. Right. And you look at production across the, across the board, all of these little pieces make up a really big thing. So that's why, you know, there's the joke of, you know, well, the reason we have so many lights is that I have, so I have more lights to cut when I need to get more audio. You know, that, okay. you know that's, that's a big joke. <laughs> but like we, we put all these things together and finding out that they're all just little integral pieces mm -hmm. like a puzzle that are okay. You know what's interesting about a big puzzle is you can take out a whole ton of pieces and still see the image. Right, right. And still get it. Yeah. It doesn't ruin it that you took or that 20 pieces got lost right, on yeah. the floor under the, <laughs> yeah, under the sofa yeah. or whatever. Uh -huh. You can still see it. I look at production that way. Okay, yeah. And I look at budgets that way and go, you know what, we're all gonna be okay. Right. 
we did a we did a thing just we were just looking at our own budgets uh this was in the past year and it was specifically about food sure uh-huh now, product for a big team and you're familiar with this like you've got to feed everybody yeah that's so- and it, it, and all of a sudden, you've become like not a church. You're like a food service company. Right. When you start looking caterer. at all, yeah, yeah I'm right. a caterer, and it's such a big deal. Right. And now we've got people that have dietary restrictions and vegan and vegetarian, all these, and it's like, okay, eat the casserole with Fritos on it and just <laughs> <Yeah>. be done. <laughs> but we're looking at that, and I just got challenged. We had a, a new accounting director, uh-huh. and he just and he sings with us every once in a while. Right. Uh-huh. He's part of the. Part of the part team of the, on the, the weekend, thing. yeah, okay. And, and part of my deal from being an old tour manager is I deal with all the cater for everybody. The musicians sure. and production, it right. just comes naturally. Right. And he just said, do you think we could cut some of that? I'm just, he said, I'm just, I'm just looking at everything. Yeah. And I'm not trying to get anybody's personal world. And you're not over budget, but it feels like we take care of people so much more than we have to. Sure, huh And it was just a challenge. And I was like, I heard his heart and I was like, Let's see if we can do it. Right. So it was some number, like I cut the number almost in half. Oh, wow. That's a big deal. Sure. I sent out a memo to the team leads and just said, pass this on to your teams. Like, this is what we're going to do. Uh-huh. And just let's see what happens. Yeah. Didn't matter. Huh. Nothing changed. So I was actually wondering if it was like the fish and the loaves and like somebody was praying over it. It was all more. Yeah. Yeah. And I would walk in and everybody's just, the fellowship's happening. The camaraderie's happening. People are getting a little bit of food so they can just function. Sure. Because right. we're asking them to be there a long time. Yeah. It all was fine. Yeah. And I was just going, you know, all this makes sense. Can we get away with 16 moving lights versus 24? Yes. Right. We can. Right. We may have to put them in different places. We have to aim them differently. We may have to be a little more creative in the gobo selection or whatever. Oh, right. <laughs> but the people in the seats don't notice right they don't care the pastor doesn't notice and doesn't care right he cares about me as a person sure he could not care less how many moving lights are in the rig yeah it's not a badge of honor we fed people less food did they perform differently no right because we still took care of their hospitality right it's interesting that idea of hospitality of john cassetto from saddleback church says this, I've heard him say it several times, is that, I mean, we feed people because we want them to feel like we care. Right. And John would say, people shouldn't feel like they care. They, You should actually care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't. I shouldn't have to make you care. Right. Yeah. You should know that I just actually care. Right. And so I think there's a there can be a fine line between, I'm going to show you we care by spending a lot on catering. Right. Versus actually showing people that you care. Right. That's that's exactly it. Right. Yeah. Like, we traded a trade off. Uh, instead of spending all the money on food, we started making a actual concerted effort for the last two years now. To every and, and this is something we weren't good at. We have a large team, a lot of volunteers. Right. Every single time anybody has anything significant in their life, birthday, anniversary, uh, a working, you know, a volunteer anniversary, like right. you've been on the team so long. We send them a handwritten note. Yeah. Handwritten note and maybe like a like a cool water bottle or something from the church. Sure, right. Whatever it is. You cannot believe that's enough right there to right. just go, you re- you sent me a handwritten note. Right. Not a rubber stamp thing, like a handwritten note that their team lead or me. Right. 
has to sit there and write out and like deal with. You don't have to feed anybody. So much less than yeah, feeding everyone. A yeah. stamp and a card. Yeah. That we print in house, and you you look at that and go, that's the care right there. Right. How about stopping every once in a while and just saying, I just want to pray for you for yeah. a second. How I had are a, you doing? When I was at Willow Creek, we were talking about the budget and how what can things can we cut out, and somehow it came up. This I don't know if it, the line was called benevolence or I forget it was some like very churchy yeah, kind right. of term, but it would, the idea was. I want to be able to send flowers to somebody who's has a loved one who passes yeah. away, send yeah. something to the funeral. And so we're talking about it and maybe spending way too much time talking about it. And one guy who's a peer of mine, he stands, you know, he speaks up. He said, I think sending flowers is the stupidest thing we could spend our money on. <laughs> and of course, everybody's like, how, how could you say yeah. that? I mean, this is You're like evil. our team and yeah. we got to show them we love them. He's like, we should not be sending flowers. We should be going to the funeral. Oh. We should have enough capacity in our schedules that we drop stuff and go. Wow. And show up. I'm telling you what, people are going to remember you showing up way more than they remember the a bouquet of flowers. That, that went in the trash. Yeah, exactly. That that Died. you didn't even really pick. Just yeah. send something to. Right. And so I've never forgotten that. That That's something that, yeah. I mean, it costs something certainly, but it's my time. It's, but it. It matters so much yeah. more to show up to that instead that's, of that's the care equivalent. Yeah, I mean that is like we shared a really cool thing about shepherding, right? People, that word has become really important to us over the last few years. How do you shepherd those volunteers? Right. It's the same way you shepherd a budget. It's the yeah. same way you have to cultivate it, look after it, watch out for the the one that's going to get away right, or right. whatever. It's the same exact mentality. Yeah. So we start caring and shepherding our people and going and having a, a connection point. Yeah. You know, some of those people that show up to run the cool LED wall that we talked about yeah. or the camera or the whatever, they, it's their money too. Right. So that's, that's an important thing. Right. So if they're kind of in our team and they see misuse or whatever. Right. It's their money too. I mean, they're a church person, right? They're a tender, they're a giver. But when they start getting something back from us as actual, like on the ministry side, right? Because the people behind the scenes usually aren't going to have a connection with a pastor, right? They're not going to be the one in the back room on the inside track, right? When we start yeah. realizing that we have to like shepherd those people, right? The exact same way everybody else gets in the church, yeah, it all changes, yeah. The dynamics of our team have actually changed over the few years as we've, as we've used this whole thing we started talking about about paying attention to how we spend and what we spend and all that kind of stuff. Right. And you start turning it around and using the same way. Wit has started looking at things. Well, what about the people? Right. So we start going around and go, yeah, I need you to be on camera and I need you to be the best handheld camera guy you can be. Right. How you doing though? Right. Right. Are we willing to have that conversation? Is that is that more important than getting started with rehearsal on time? It kind of is. Yeah, that's a hard it's, one. It's a hard one, right? <laughs> Especially for I'm guys like who wondering, like schedules. Is it? Is this a I trick don't question? Know. Maybe it's not. <laughs> is there a way out of this? Right. Yeah, I think I would say every person I know, myself included, has volunteered. You start because it's cool. Yeah. Cool gear, a chance to yeah. uh, mix on some cool thing yeah. or whatever but you stick around because of the people right 
because of the relationships that you're able to build. You got it. And it's our job to foster those relationships and create space for people to be yep. relational and and not just be all about the task. But well, they're lasting. Right. All the gear, I, whatever. It's, yeah, it's getting it's, replaced in seven yeah, years. Yeah, and I keep calling <laughs> gear cool. I mean, how how much of things going cool and not cool in right. my lifetime? Who cares? Right. But But the people, I mean, some of our people have been there through all of these changes. They've seen every permutation of gear we could come up with, but they're there because they feel like this is their tribe. Right, right. Like this is their group. This is their com this is their source of camaraderie. Right. This is where some of them get spiritually fed. Right. From me taking a few minutes to make sure we have a quality devotional time, which those aren't fun for me. Right. Yeah. They're can not we just get on with it? Yet, right? Yeah, can we just get on with it and Let's do get the down rehearsal? to business? Yeah, yeah we got stuff They're to do. They're not fun <laughs> because you got to stop and get tender for a second, and it's just not usually our nature. Right, right. But some of those people communicate like that's why they come. Huh, yeah. I had a lighting contractor tell me that, and he just said we had missed one on a weekend. We had to change the schedule, and it, we just said we're not right. going to meet up. He told me after the weekend, he goes, Weekend was great, man. Thanks again for having me involved. Love it. You know, he's a contractor. He's there every few weeks. And he right. just goes, I just want you to know, though, like the best part of the weekend is gathering up as a team where huh. we actually kind of care about one another. And I kind of sat there as I felt my face getting red, just going, <laughs> sorry. Crap. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm a terrible leader. <laughs> but but it's so true. Yeah. Like that's stuff that matters. I think the the thing uh, as we've been talking about, uh, you know, starting from the place of Church on the Move has this unlimited budget, yeah, just right. do whatever you want, and then really talking about this idea of how how can we do do this with less? Or yeah, I love the something that's taken me a long time to realize that boundaries or limits or constraints really help us become better. They do, and the ideas that come out of how can we do this differently with less is such a useful and oftentimes a better res leads to a better result than just what well, we've been talking about it as it pertains to music. Yeah. Somebody who's got an unlimited budget and decides they want to produce their own album. It's crap. It's I don't ever want to listen to it. Worst record ever. Right. Versus I have a limited budget and I have somebody yes. speaking truth to me about yes. things that, you know, that's not really working. Can we, I, man, I use those boundaries and guardrails as a challenge. Yeah. So again, if you're at a small church with the challenge is my annual budget for batteries and everything mm -hmm. we want to do is $10,000. Yeah. For the year. Yeah. Most people use that as a defeat. Right. Well, I'm just never going to do anything cool. Right. Dude, use it as a challenge because let me tell you what, my larger budget or the budget you had the years Willow yeah. may feel exponential, but the things we have to do with it are the exact same, require the exact same level of creativity. Right. And can, I could choose to live in the same level of defeat with it. Right. Well, we're never going to be able to do this. Sure. Because we have 12,000 rooms that all have needs and I've got to yeah. make it work for what? Yeah. If you use it as a challenge, it's the same with your people. I have a I have a very finite amount of time we can give to people and right. shepherd and all that stuff. Yeah, we use it as a challenge. How can we get creative though? And if I can spend more time with the people, right, I think they'll give more 
of their what's in their wheelhouse to us. Right. Meaning we're better. Meaning maybe the gear didn't matter as much. Right. Maybe we can be better with the old gear. Sure. And the people in the seats still get ministered to as if it's awesome and brand new. Right. It's a it's an entire circle that when you actually get into it and realize that God is cool enough to work all that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I just love that. Well, I used to go uh, when I before I worked at Willow Creek, I would go to conferences there, and I used to get so frustrated because they would be doing these crazy, amazing things, and you know, get excited for a second, and then yeah. just get depressed. Right? Like, yeah. Oh my god! Well, of course they can do it. You know, the right. whole conference. Yes, yeah, exactly. they've got all the money in the world. They can yeah. just do whatever they, can they do want. Do anything. Right. And then I I started thinking, okay, this is not helpful to go home with this attitude. And so right. uh, I said, you know, I'm going to get home, and I'm not going to have any more gear than I had before I went. But what can I do with what I have? How can I start yeah. with what I have? And I think even the uh, some of the things at Church on the Move to say, well, we need to spend money on LED screens, so we're not going to get a new di you know, digital audio yeah. console. Um, okay, what can we do with what we still have right. instead of saying, oh, this sucks. And that was the hardest decision as ever. As an audio person, I can only imagine Oh my gosh. That. I got to give a piece of video gear. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And the quick story of that was in a we we rented some video walls for an Easter thing. Uh -huh. It was the last event in an auditorium before we remodeled. Dumbest decision I ever made. If you want to look at it that way, <laughs> because everybody goes, "Oh my gosh, this LED technology is unbelievable." Right. Well, this needs to be part of the upgrade. Yeah. That's happening in the room starting the next week. Right. And I'm like, it's not. We've already got. <laughs> yeah projectors budgeted right which are a fraction of the cost and ha having to make that decision of going what serves the people better right means as an audio guy all of the cool stuff that i had specced yeah went down the toilet yeah it, it wasn't going to work right but when you look at it and go was well, that the right decision absolutely right. it was the right. right decision and we got something even better and cooler but we had to wait seven years later right and make do with what we had. Yeah. And you know what? I look at it now and go, I wouldn't have done it any different. Right. Because it was the right decision. And it supported where the pastors wanted to go. Sure, right. Can we change the way we are perceived via video? Yeah. Does it connect better with the people in the back of the room? I remember right. that was a big, big thing. Sure, right. Do they get connected with better? Right. Well, yes. It just looks a million times better. Yeah. Yeah. And that even taking to say, will they be able to? Will we be able to connect with them better if we have a digital console, uh, audio console? <laughs> I don't. Yes. No. <laughs> but, yeah. You'll connect with me more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll feel a lot better coming to work. Yeah. And you know what? Within those constraints and within mm -hmm. that set of boundaries we set, we rocked it. Yeah. And we just had to get creative and go, dude, we're gonna let this be amazing. Yeah. And we did, and we did things that everybody goes. We go, you could have never done that. Yeah. Like, there's no way you did that analog with all the old technology. Right. We did because we had to. Right, right. But we sometimes, figured it those, out. sometimes yeah. those boundaries, like, make you better. Oh, totally. They make you better. I think about a couple times at Willow Creek, we would talk about Easter or Christmas, and they have these giant ideas yeah. that are totally awesome. 
I'm like, okay, well, let's sit down. Let's, what, what is our budget number that we need to shoot for? Okay, let's write that on the board. Let's write a list of all the ideas. Okay, production team, let's go out with these ideas and f- you figure out how much this is going to cost. Yeah. You figure out how much this is going to cost yeah. and, we'll, and then we'll come back together. And what does this number right. look like? Right. Okay, it's 10 times the amount we can spend. <laughs> so let's talk about each one of these. How can we do these differently to make that each number yeah. cheaper? Or at, And with the creative team in the room okay so here's what we're up against how do we make this happen okay cut this don't do that change this adjust this yeah okay now we're at the number and we've done it together and we've yeah. and actually the it's idea huge. is even better yeah uh, and it's doable it's not going to kill us right. and we can afford it and it got everybody's juices flowing like right oh my gosh but i'm telling you when you run without a net or when you when you think everything apple how right. many millions of people use their products right you don't tell me that they don't have very strict boundaries on how they build and design and create sure, and right. craft everybody has that right when you get that in your head and really adopt that attitude and go whatever situation it is even my personal my home right i have a limited financial setup that i have to pay our bills in right right we all do yeah i mean that's just a fact. I have this much for groceries and this much for mortgage. And right. you have to get creative to live within that. And look what, what you do. Most people have a nice home that looks good and they keep it looking good. They figure it out. Right. Because it makes you more creative. Right. It's the same thing we have to apply to all of this at the church. Yeah. Every single thing. Our backstage catering is better than it ever was because our actual catering team had to get more creative on how we do this. Right. And we had to find some different vendors that were willing to help us be creative. And it's better. Like people enjoy it more. The quality yeah. of food is better. It's actually a little more healthy, <laughs> right? We don't do the Fritos and Funyun <laughs> casseroles. <laughs> that way, they, I think they had that at the soul food place. Yeah, last they did. Night. Yeah, it was Funyun casseroles <laughs> with the cider chili. Oh <laughs> so, but it, it I'm telling you, the boundaries make it happen. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much for taking time. This has been so great. I think we could probably talk all day. Well, the next episode will all be about Yacht Rock. We'll, yes. we'll talk about our favorite songs, oh, the, bring it our on. favorite drum snare sound yes. on some track. Yeah. We'll find another great um, like hotel cafeteria place <laughs> right. to sit down and do that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for making time. You're welcome. Great talking to you. Man, there are too many things I love about this conversation to narrow it down to one thing. Trust was my favorite topic. And it really leads to all the other things we talked about in our role as technical artists in the local church. Really nothing worked without trust. Trust within our team, trust with the onstage worship team, trust with other staff members, trust with the senior pastor. And I would say much of Andrew's success can be attributed to this idea of trust and building trust with those you work with. As I said earlier, Andrew is one of the triumvirate of Mix U, along with Jeff Sandstrom and Lee Fields. You can find out all about the amazing stuff they have going on at mixu.rocks. I know there's a Mix U event happening in November in Orlando, right before the WFX conference. And they also have a pre-conference track called the Mix U Forum on Tuesday morning, which I think is going to be a really rich time of getting a better idea of how we all fit into the larger life of the local church as technical artists. 
I know they're going to have a special guest, well, special to me, but would become special to you if you would go. Anyway, go to mixu.rocks to get all the info there. And if you want to hear more from Andrew, he taught a few breakouts with the MixU guys and a couple by himself that are really great resources. Some about this topic of how to spend your church's money or not spend your church's money. And also broadcast mixing, which was a really popular resource at the philo.org site. So go check out our resource page there. If you like our podcast, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Yeah, in the meantime, subscribe. We'd love to have you part of the Philo community on a regular basis. And similar to last time, we have some cool announcements coming up soon. We're still working on them. But if you want to follow us on social media, that's a great way to stay connected. So follow us at Philo Community on Facebook and Instagram and at Philo Conference on Twitter. If you've got feedback, future ideas for podcasts, give us an email, philopodcast at fusion.productions. That's all we have. Until next time.